Welcome back to the Water and Stone Church podcast. This is episode number 54, 54. and I am Jenny Randolph. I am Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. As we uh, gather around this time around, I got to tell you, I'm still riding high from last weekend when we did the uh, Habitat for Humanity volunteering. That was really something. It is the first time I've done it ever. Yeah, same um, here. Volunteered for that organization. And there were a lot of things that I actually learned about it um, that I had no idea. Yeah, it's really, it's it's complicated. There's a lot going on in the process and they don't give away free houses, but they make it possible for people to make their own dreams come true. I think that's a good way to, to think of it. But it was really beautiful to be there. I'm a big believer in the idea that if you have an idea, if you've got a feeling in your heart, if you've really got it, it motivates you into action. This is something that we talk about in one way or other a lot. There's a lot of spiritual communities that do what looks from the outside. I, I'm not going to judge too deeply, but from the outside, it sure looks like it's a lot of navel-gazing and you know, just a lot of introspection and really focusing on the feeling of spirituality or that let's have spiritual talk. And that's awesome. I love that. I think it's intoxicating too, but there's something beautiful about, you know what, let's put feet to this. Let's go, let's go paint a wall. Let's do something. And man, it felt good to be a part of that. Yeah, it was, I was, I was surprised how, uh, how much work we were allowed to do. And mm -hmm. it was a, it was a, a, scary it was a good day. No, it was a good day work. It wasn't really scary. I just, I thought that they would pander to us a little bit more and say, okay, yeah, you're here. But they, they put tools right in our hands and they were like, go, go do your job. Yeah. And it was really here, funny. Here's a saw. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and the foreman, the foreman was like, all right, you're going to get a break from 10 to 10, 15. Daniel. And then, and then you will get lunch from 12 to 1230, but you need to be back. And I was just like, I literally felt like I was on a job site and it was really interesting to be working next to people that were pouring concrete foundations and putting up walls and hanging kitchen cabinets. And here I am and I'm pretty handy. I, yeah, you I, really I, are. You know, you really I, I'm, are. I'm, I'm good at that kind of stuff. I've, I've done it my whole life. And so... I'm not afraid of that, but I was I was very surprised. They're like, "All right, you're here, you're here to work," yeah, here and I loved that. I really, really did. And I think for me, um, you know, just going back to what you said, I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of introspection and thought, but I do think um, the middle way is often is often the best way because I was there and I was working, but as I was working, I was really blessing those rooms and being present for 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 that and and paying attention to what kind of feeling was going into that you okay. know what i'm you know what well, i mean tell me it about was, tell me more about that well just you not that you know you can put negative energy no into we don't anything believe like in that, that. I that's, know that. Uh, that's not what i'm saying but i do think that um material and spaces hang on to thoughts and ideas and and feelings and, and things like that and I I know for me when I have walked into a space um that has not felt good it's usually because somebody around that is not feeling very good you yeah. know and and you if you're I think that if you're in tune you can pick up on it I don't think it's anything mystical yeah I wouldn't I don't attach think a lot of meaning magical. to it but no, but I am aware Mm -hmm. that um, when I'm around somebody in a bad mood, you're like, oh, that person's in a bad mood. You know, and you feel that. You absolutely do. So I was very aware of my attitude and my spirit and and my blessings for, for what it's worth. You know, I don't know. Um, but I was cleaning out a bathtub. It had a drywall. Um, mud, they call mud, it. Mud, yeah. and it had, you know, some some caulking and Just stuff like that all around detritus, and yeah, yeah exactly and it needed to be it needed to be cleaned out so that they could go in and do some more plumbing and make sure that it wasn't going to ruin the tub and i was just thinking about the little kids that were going to be bathed in that or, you know, a, a woman coming home from a hard day's work that was just going to sit in that tub and just, you know, have a minute. And and I was just filling it with those kinds of blessings and saying, you know, this is going to serve this uh, the family that lives here. It's going to serve them. And 
I just really love that. But I think that that's the middle way. You can you can have a feeling of introspection and a feeling of why you're doing it and, and bless and pray and whatever your vocabulary is that you're using, whatever word you choose to use. But you can also... Uh, get in there and scrub something and work and, and, you know, be God's hands and feet. Like we said, um, God with skin on it's important to do. And I think, I think the middle way is the way to go. And- well, you can, you can cook a beautiful meal, just really put time and care and really get hooked on getting exactly the, these spices are from the Himalayas. And this is, you know, I've got really nice cookware and the oven is perfect and so on and so forth. And you can get really into it. And I love that. But if you've cooked a meal and then you throw it in the garbage, you know, it's about, okay, now we've done all this amazing work, but it's prep work. Mm -hmm. That the cooking the meal is like the introspection phase, the meditation phase, the navel gazing phase. That's awesome. But it's worthless if you don't go do something with what you get. Go up to the mountaintop or into the wilderness, so to speak. But come back and use what you have gained to feed somebody, literally or metaphorically or whatever way. I love you describing it as the middle way because on the one hand, you can't just stay up on the mountaintop. But on the other hand, it's not just all about action. It's not about, okay, I'm just going to start moving stuff around because that's the chicken with the head cut well, off yeah, spirituality. Well, yeah, and you can't, yeah. you know, I mean, you, you don't get into heaven by works alone. You, yeah. you can't you can't do that. And that's what the Bible is talking about when it when it's talking about that. Just because you're, you're out and you're constantly doing stuff doesn't mean that, you know, that's a guarantee that you're going to figure this all out. It takes, it's, it's both sides of the same coin. Right. It really is. So don't get lost. Don't get hung up on either side. Right. In right relation, you start, you know, what we say is go first to God and then to humanity, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the right relationship is get super inspired by whatever it is. Chase that inspiration. Follow your bliss, as Joseph Campbell says. Get, get into that. But then take what you have and put it into action. That's the that that is the chain. Because then what can happen is in the process of your acting out your feelings, you will leave yourself open to further inspiration. And that's how growth happens. I love the idea that not only were we all in each and their own way, uh, the church people that were there trying to keeping an attitude of blessing even though we were working our tails off and it was really cold it was cold it was, it was cold for florida we were it, we yeah. started it was high 30s low 40s when we started and it was that's cold to swing a hammer well I mean, and when know, it's just or, these concrete buildings that are yeah, just radiating just, that yeah but, it was but, it was it was cold but so but i think each in our own way we all tried to stay focused on just think about this is an opportunity to serve and to bless and think about what happens. And it was really cool. I don't know if it's always the case, probably not in habitat situations, but in our case, it was a whole street and there was like seven houses. Seven houses, I believe. And so I was thinking about how each and every one of those habitat houses, this is the neighborhood. So all of those houses know we partake in this same blessing. Right. And I thought that, boy, what good neighbors that would tend to create and all of that. And so I was really trying to stay focused on that blessing. But as a result of putting blessing at the beginning and trying to take that blessing into action, I received so much inspiration. I was absolutely moved by what happened there. That's how the chain happens. And I want to be the kind of person, and I invite everybody listening, especially people that go to our water and stone church. Let's make this community about this, at least in part. Let's act that way about everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's not just the moments where you're doing the Jimmy Carter thing and building a house for somebody. What if you're driving your car going, you know what, I'm going to be a blessing in this moment. And let me just think about the ways in which if I wave to that pedestrian, whatever it is, it, silly examples are just fine. Would that we lived our life with the idea that this thing I do starts as a blessing and leaves me open to further blessings. I think there's something really beautiful about it. Yeah, and I'm excited because we get an invitation to the dedication when the family moves into the houses. Yeah. And so I'm absolutely going. And so... Oh, it, you couldn't keep me away. No, I think yeah. it's fabulous. So if you have never... 
um, volunteered with Habitat for Humanity. I highly recommend it. I know that we are going to be doing it again sometime um, before the end of 2018 because it was so amazing. So look for um, that event on waterandstonechurch.com or our Facebook page because it will come up again before the end of the year. I, I know it will because right. I want to go back and, and volunteer. Well, we're, we're definitely going to go back and volunteer. And one of the things Daniel, our foreman, had said to us is that sometimes a church will sponsor the whole thing. The whole thing. house, the whole thing. And I have, a, I have a really long list of visioning ideas for the church. You know, like... I have a sense of what neighborhood I want it to be in, how big the building's going to be, some of the things that'll be happening when you walk in the door in a year, five years, ten years, and all of that. And I try to be open to spirit about, you know, God's got a better idea and I want to be open, but you also have to be definite. The The prayer process is, okay, God, here's my plan for this, and you give it over and say, okay, what can you do with this, God, to make me surprised and take it even further than I can even imagine. All of that. But I have really clear plans. And one of my plans for a few years out is for us to sponsor the whole thing and pay for the house and do that all the volunteer awesome. work. Really cool. And we're going to get there. But in the short term, in 2018, I know we are going to be back there doing it again. There was a lady who wasn't part of our group who just comes and volunteers all the time. She's retired and she just, she showed up and they're like, okay, and I don't remember her name, I'm sorry to say. I think it, let's say it was Mildred. Okay, Mildred, today you're going to be doing drywall. And she said, okay. And she just went, she knew what was up, man. And I thought that, what a great way to live. Let's be like that. So as we dig in this week, there's something that we have been watching and it's kind of raised a few, not not questions in me, but um, things that you know to be true, but you sometimes you forget. You know what I, am I, yeah, I, am gotcha. I, making, I gotcha. am I making clear? It's like, you know it's in there, but sometimes you, <laughs> you know, you, you, you're like, oh, dang. Oh, that's okay. that thing I know. And, you, yeah. and it kind of, sur- it, it's, it's, it's a the, reminder. It's a well, validation. Well, it's the truth that you have in your heart. But then every once in a while they surface up and you're you become um, hyper aware it's of them. It's a stirring, let's say. Yeah. Okay, a stirring that 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 works. But anyway, we have been watching this um, three part show on Netflix and it's called Genius of the Ancient World, I right. believe. Right. Yes. That's that's what it's called. And it talks about Buddha and Socrates and Confucius mm-hmm. and. The idea behind the show is that all of these men were thousands of miles apart and yet talking about the same things at the same time. In the span of about a hundred years, all these people were doing their thing. Inspired Um, to talk about roughly the same ideas. And the ideas were that you have to examine your life. I mean, in a nutshell, obviously they're more complex, and if you follow each one's teachings, obviously there's differences. And you and will stuff get like into the differences. Yeah, exactly. In broad strokes, not not the point. Right. Not the point right now. The but the summary of what all of them basically say is: you can't do this. You have to think about your life. You can't do this alone, and you need to be good to other people. And I'd put another one on there, and that is to say that. Power to grow, to change something, to get better is not up in the sky. Yeah. But is a result of your thought, heart, and action. And that is a huge deal. So what the stirring in me kind of caused, because obviously I resonate with all of those ideas. Sure. Pretty, we practice those, you know, I practice the golden rule on a regular basis. You don't do things to other people that you don't don't want to have and there's, done to yourself. And there's some pretty significant analogs to our Judeo-Christian sure. concepts that you can find in Buddhism, Confucianism, and Socratic thought. Of course, there are significant differences. Oh, yeah. When you get between, down to the nitty-gritty, yeah. it's just like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. That, 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 that feels a I little had bit, some, I had you know. some yeah, but moments when we were, especially the Buddhist one. It's like, I love Buddhism for, in love a lot of ways. Story. But there was a lot of, wait a minute. Wait yeah, a but second. if that yeah. means that, then I'm not, okay, I'm not signing that one, you know. Right. But some beauty there. Again, th- this is, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing surface stuff right Absolutely. now. Right? We're, we're Absolutely. not getting deep into the minutia, as it were. But I think what it stirred in me, 
And again, our thoughts lately because we're getting ready to go weekly um, at the church. Yep. Our six months are up and we've got our practice done and it's been an amazing six months. Starting, you know, starting this week, we are going weekly and it's it's really exciting. Going strong and, into weekly. Yeah, and and I think it's I think it's time. I've been chomping at the bit to do it. I'm 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 ready for that momentum. But again, my thoughts have been okay. Surrounding the church, um, the question that would pop up is like, okay, well, why why do we need to do church at all? And why am more close to home? Why am I compelled? To not even just go to church, but to create a place for people to go to church. Because I do think that I'm compelled to make that space for people. And so I think it was the Socrates part for me that was like, okay, the unexamined life and how he would just keep asking questions so that you would have to keep defining your answers and and come up with, okay, why in the heck are you doing what you're doing? And really get down to, to the core of that. And so I thought, okay, well, let's take a minute and really think about why is it that I feel compelled to go to church, make a space for people to go to church, to go to church. And what, what, you know, what does that mean? And what's that all about? And, and why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Cause I think that that's an important question. Well, and I think that it's, you know, just as you say, the unexamined life is not worth living. I think there's a real beauty to actually asking the question. I think that in our culture, we're not encouraged to ask those kinds of questions. We're encouraged to keep our heads down, be good consumers, let's say. We need to be either making Nikes or buying Nikes, but optimally both, but never asking those kinds of questions. In fact, Yeah, I'm, like, is Nike even a good shoe? Because, yeah, well, you know, I've had some Nikes <laughs> that were not so good. Yeah, but the Nike slogan is just do it. You know, and there's something really beautiful about the symmetry there. I didn't do that on purpose, but it works out pretty well. That's the cultural model. Meanwhile, these people, and it's not just Confucius uh, and and the Buddha and Socrates. It's also people like uh, Rabbi Hillel. It's like Jesus as well, who walked around asking a bunch of annoying questions. Because the questioning process doesn't... I'm not here to put knowledge into you. All of these teachers have pretty significant differences in where they go they with got their different process. styles yeah yeah and, and well they and have... also just like you know what the buddha said is not the same as what jesus said for example however all of them start with this little nugget of faith where if i ask you the right questions you will arrive at knowledge i don't have to put knowledge into you faith in the individual and in, in their inherent connection with ultimate knowledge that's beautiful and that's very different than what we see culturally or what we see in a lot of churches nowadays. So it's a beautiful and refreshing concept, but at the core of it is this thing where you must ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is this the right thing to be doing? Does this jibe with what I want to be, with who I want to be, and all of that? It's so funny. This morning, we were driving back from our morning walk. And I've got a, I've got a kind of a crazy beard and I'm, I know you know this, Jenny, you're looking at me like, yeah, I know I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Not everybody who uh, listens to the podcast sees what I look like. I have grown, I started at No Shave November and I've let the beard continue. And it's a, it's a little scary depending on who you ask. I love it because I like being able to stroke the beard and appear to be thoughtful. <laughs> But I was, you and I were talking about it, and I said, you know, we're getting ready to go weekly. Most of the people, you know, the people who go to the church, a lot of them haven't seen me in a month, you know, and is this, is it okay as a minister? Do I look, you know, reputable or all these kinds of questions? And I like the beard. I know you like the beard. But so, but you know, it's one of those where I was, I'm thinking about shaving it and, you know, whatever. And I still may at some point, but I said, well, what should I do, Jen? What do you think? You're the one that's got to look at my mug. And you said, well, who do you want to be? And I thought that was such an interesting way to go there. You know, and, and I really appreciated that. Really, That really sat with me, you know. And I think it's a fair question, not just about uh, coiffer concerns, but also look at your job. Look at your relationship. Look at the the way you eat, whatever. Who do you want to be? 
Because what you're doing moves you in that direction. And I know that's a long way around to what you were saying, Jenny, but that's at the core of it. Examine your life. Ask the questions. And it would be super easy for us to go, okay, you know, we're in this. I signed a contract with the University of South Florida that we're going to pay a certain amount and be there a certain number of Sundays and so on and so forth. We've made a commitment in a lot of ways. It would be so easy to get into autopilot. We have focused so much, and we were talking about this the other night, we have focused so much in just getting the plane off the ground. And now the church is working. You know, we're paying our bills. We're doing stuff. We've got a good, com- you know, committed core group of awesome, awesome people. You know, there's still a lot to learn, but it would be really easy to shift into autopilot just to use that plane metaphor one more time and just keep doing what we're doing. But that's not how this is supposed to go. And so it takes courage, it takes heart, and it takes brains to go, you know what, wait a minute, why are we doing this? We have to keep asking, who do I want to be and who do we want to be? Those are the questions, man. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a it's a constant reminder and I think it's as you grow, you do change and it requires you to ask that question again. It's like, why do why do we why do I do the things that I do? You know, why do I eat the foods that I eat? Why do I exercise? Why well, can't I have know, that cake? Yeah, exactly. And that's and a question my, I ask a lot. <laughs> well, my answer would be have the cake, you know, but just realize you can't have the whole cake. You know, I mean, you know, I, I think be the, respectful, right use, right, these kinds exactly. of things. Exactly. And who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person who's able to get off a couch occasionally? Right, exactly. Then do maybe you want not the to whole be cake. the person that eats the whole cake that <laughs> right. that has the shirt that says I've eaten a whole cake? I don't know. I don't think I want to be that person. Um, In my case, I wouldn't even need the shirt. You can just look at me and go, that man ate <laughs> that a whole man cake. That man can eat a whole cake, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yours, yeah, you can do it, Brucey. Um, still, one of my favorite scenes in the, in the movie of all time. Yeah, I, for I, sure. Um, that chocolate cake looks good, though. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. Matilda, for those of you listening at home and playing along, oh. go watch that movie, Matilda. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. And it'll make you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside. But back to the question of, why in the heck are we doing what we're doing? I think for me, church has always been a place where I can go and connect with my people. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think, it's tribe, right? It, it's, tribe. Absolute, it's absolutely tribe. And I don't think it is more complicated than that you can you can fuss about and say, oh yeah, this is where where you know I get this and I get that and everything else. But I think that if you really get down to bare bones, um, it is a place since I was a child and through across all denominations, if you know any of and my stories or anything like that, or, or you've read Branching In, you kind of have a, a glimpse of where I come from and everything like that. But my parents were all over the place. I've, I've sampled all kinds of religions. And I think... The community in and of itself, the people, regardless of the lessons that they were talking about, um, it was always a place of healing. It was always a place of calm. It was a place where if I was doing well, um, I was supported. If I wasn't doing so well, I was supported. Mm-hmm. And um, But I think that... Church so- for me has just always been an, an, an important aspect of my life and i think that i have drawn people that are quote unquote church people well you married one well but but... i i you know and that's funny because my my grandmother always said she's like don't marry a pilot and don't marry a minister and what did my mom do married pilots and then what did i do married minister you know and and um look some of us have really cool beards but (laughs) the thing is too it's like it is it's tribe but then you go what does tribe do And then I would put another word on there. What does tribe do optimally? And the reason that I put that there is because, first of all, is your church or temple, spiritual life enrichment center, palooza, whatever you call it, is it giving you tribe? Because it's supposed to. I think that, that sometimes in, let's say, progressive religion, Progressive spirituality, I'll even get more generic. Modern stuff that might be God stuff somewhere in there. 
Um, that goes on a shirt. Right. right after that's the cake a long, shirt. that's a long, but you know t-shirt. what I mean? I'm trying to be broad I think here. the cake on the front, the, the yeah. religion on the back. That's my hairstyle cake <laughs> on the front. Um, anyway, wow. Anyway, whatever you call it, I think that, that there's a danger of being really self-centered where I go and get my healing. I get my spiritual fix. I'm going to get my prey on and that's fine. But that's not church. I was going to say, let me make the distinction right now. I'm not talking about tribe for the sake of validation. That's not what I'm talking about. Going and just staying put. That's not, that is not church in the ideal. I'm talking about getting down to why do people, why do you go to church? And if your answer is to stay still, to be validated, to get my prey on, you know, so that I feel less guilty about all of the BS that I'm doing during the week so that I can screw somebody out of a deal on Wednesday. <laughs> but not you know, feel but, too bad but about it. But not feel yeah. too bad of it on, on Sunday. No. Go back. Start over. Do not pass go. Don't collect $200. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Well, because but church I'm talking is not... about, and I am, I'm talking about in the ideal. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about yeah, where... Yeah, what does tribe do optimally? Right. Because suboptimally, tribe can just serve to validate individuals. Right. It can be used to advance all kinds of scary, despotic agendas. Right. Tribe negatively can be used to do bad things or just dumb things yeah, you know what Waco, i mean correct that's been on tv lately yeah or even like, just a congregation full of people who aren't making a difference in the right. world it's you know i'm not a sports guy as you know but one of the things i look at when i look at a major event like the world series or uh, the super bowl or something like that even though i'm not into it really i like the commercials but even though i'm not into it really i always get inspired because i go look here's this huge group of people who are all on the same page in a sense. They're all rooting for the team. They want something to work, even though there's a dynamic of two teams. They're all there as part of that same experience. And so there's this church mouse of me that goes, if we can get people excited to to be there, shirtless in sub-zero temperatures, you know, cheering for the Green Bay Packers or whatever it is. There's room in the human condition, the human heart, even as as impersonal and isolationist and weird as our culture has become, we have it in our hearts to rally. Okay, then that means we can solve whatever problem is in right. front of us. We just got to know how to do it. And one of the ways to do it is to get about a tribe that is empowering. And I, I want to be really clear about that because – it's very possible to get into a progressive spirituality congregation that is really exclusive. And we've talked a little bit about this many, many, many episodes ago, so I feel like I can say something about it again. That is to say, it is really possible to go to a quote-unquote inclusive, open-minded, progressive church where every, every car in the parking lot's got a coexist sticker and a dream catcher and the thing about, you know, we don't belong, we don't, earth doesn't belong to us, we belong to the earth, and then there's the Gandhi one, and then, you know, something. Okay. You gotcha. know what I mean. Gotcha. Painted a picture. Yeah. Beautiful picture. And we and, won't even talk about the the stupidity of having a dream catcher in your car right now. That is a soapbox. You're thing. not supposed and I'm to not sleep gonna, and I'm drive. Not, you I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that right now. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to talk about it, but, but, uh, you could probably, you could probably figure out where, uh, but I'm, I'm painting a picture of, smart. but so there's these people that must have really good cruise control because they can sleep and catch dreams while they're driving, <laughs> but all of that stuff. And then you go in and a lot of people have really comfy looking organic cotton pants on and special sandalwood beads and they have you you hug on a certain side so that your hearts can touch and and there's there's it smells like sage in there and you know what all of that's kind of cool i love all of that i grew up with all of that you know i get it i really do get it but i think that let's take a moment and go you know what somebody needs a hug let's not correct them with the proper way to hug real quick yeah, because I think it's, it's I have, a little off-putting, isn't it? But- I have walked into places like that where it has been welcoming and wonderful. But I got to tell you, more often, I have walked into places like that and witnessed a conversation about, you know, this is the cool place. This is, we are so open-minded here. We are so open to everything. And we don't even say God. We say great generic spirit in and or around 
the sky and or our hearts and or Mother Earth because we don't want to offend anyone and all of that. And there are people are so offensive about not being offensive where it's like, oh, if you happen to say the wrong word, you're some kind of closed minded jerk. And people in that congregation might go, you know, I found this open minded place. And isn't that great? Because that place I used to go, those people are just Philistines. They're clods. They're jerks. They're closed minded and mean. And oh, I'm so glad I'm not like one of them. But on the other hand, if you go to one of those churches, you know, maybe the message isn't where you want it to be. But in the end of the day, if you go to the most mainstream Bible bashing church versus if you go to a, a church where you have special beads, there's a pretty good chance at the special beads church they'll go, oh, you don't know the secret handshake. You're one of those. And you've got to go to special clubs before you really, you know, you've got the vibe right. But on the other hand, if you go to the mainstream Bible bashing church and you go, look, I just want to know about the Lord. Somebody's going to give you a hug and serve you some potato salad. You know what I mean? There's something to be learned there. And so I'm not saying that one's doing it more right than the other, but what I am saying is maybe it's time to take a minute and go, what does tribe do optimally? And optimally, it welcomes, optimally, it inspires, and optimally, it challenges. I mean, think about your family. Sometimes you break each other's uh, chops. There's another word you could have used there, but sometimes you give each other what for because that's what family does, and hopefully it, it's done in a healthy way. Well, you way. call each other out on you your, on your stuff. You know, if if somebody's if somebody's missing the mark, if somebody's screwing up, you know, um, as as hard as it sometimes is to tell the truth, you tell the truth, and it's just like whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, there and there have been a couple of times within our church family that it's just like. Hang on just a second. You you this was a misstep and you mm -hmm. need to think about that. I want a family, Absolutely. a church family and a tribe and a biological family too where we all love each other enough to where somebody can go, "What the heck was that? What are you right. doing?" Right. Because I love you so much. What that was weird. Right. You know, or the equivalent, I want somebody to to um tousle my hair so to speak and go, "Wait a minute. Hang on there, hot shot." Let's all get focused back on what's important here. That's what it's supposed to be. And I love that you use the phrase called out because you know the word church in Greek is ecclesia, yeah. which means the called Call, out ones. Right. And that means two things. It means I'm called by spirit. That needs to be there. But it also means we call each other out. I want the best from you because I want the best for myself because we want the best for our world. We're going to show up for this life. Right. That's what tribe and is I supposed want a, to do. I want a community of people that know why they are going to church. I want a community of people that are not simply there to validate me. I don't need you to tell me, you know, that, that I'm the best person in the world. I mean, you know. It's nice to get compliments. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, you know, we have to be hard asses about no, everything. No, no, I don't want to. That's yeah. not, you know, this isn't boot like, camp. Oh, yeah. you know that, that's not why I'm talking Your about. Your mamas are not here to pray for I, you. I know, yeah, that's right? not what I'm... Yeah. No, I mean, churches should be a place. And again, I go back to why I go to church is my whole life has been um, in one way or another being supported or supporting um, that that family and that, that church family and being um, on the same level with somebody and it does feel important and it feels like a big part of me and it feels, um, and I think that if people were to really examine, you know, if they're going through, um, a, t a period of their life where they're feeling lonely or disconnected, go and find a church doesn't have to be ours. I mean, I obviously we have listeners all over the country and, and even all over the world at this point. Go find a place where you can connect. Turn your phone off for an hour. Listen to what the people are having to say. Volunteer to do something at that church and see how it feels. And see and, and ask yourself why you're doing it. Well, my message, part of my message this Sunday is going to be get into something, give it your all and let it change you. Right. That's huge. And, and I think that applies to what we're talking about too. And I love it. You pointed out to me this morning when we were on our walk that even Joel Osteen, who, you know, 
He makes his living by people watching him on TV, And he right? wants people, and it's in his best interest for people spe- to show up. That little up. speech yeah. that he does, he's like, you know, we believe that you're saved. Go and get yourself in a Bible-based church. Go and do that. Because if you are really believing this stuff at your core, you must allow people to examine their lives and, and have that free will and and make those choices and you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea you don't want to be believe me you well, don't you don't want to be but that i think person. that that's a bold that's a bold statement on reverend osteen's part because it's in his best interest for people to treat that video that they see on sunday morning as their church because they're more likely to tithe to his operation sure. he's in his best interest to get people to show up at his at his church in texas and all that but he's saying look awesome go find a church where you are right and it's anti-brand, so to speak. But that's how this is supposed to go. So, yeah, I, I hope that if you're anywhere near St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth, I hope that you'll come hang out with us on a, on Sunday yeah, mornings at, at 11 o'clock. Yeah, at least come check us out to see if it's a fit, right? But more important that you find a tribe that lifts you up and challenges you. Because here's my stock line about church. I said it before, I said it again, I'm probably going to say it this Sunday. Do you go to church to be validated or do you go to church to be challenged? That question is going to determine what kind of relationship with God you have. And that's the deal. Find a church that challenges you in the right ways, empowers you in the right ways, doesn't take your BS. Find that tribe and you will be empowered in the right way. Because here's the thing, just like we talked about when we talked about Habitat a little while ago, it's not enough to just have an idea. It's not enough to just have a feeling. You must be so inspired, so moved by it that you take it into action. Otherwise, it's worthless. Well, a church community, a tribe, is the next logical step from there. So here's me and my introspective work. I get so on fire about it that I carry it into my life. My life gets so on fire about it that I become part of a community. That is the way that this works, and that's when the world gets changed. So as we get into the listen up part of our show, and listen up is the part where people write us questions, and you can send us the questions on our website, waterandstonechurch.com. There's a, a beautiful contact function. You can find us on social media and all of that. There's lots of ways to uh, to send us their questions. This question comes from Vicki M. Thank you, Vicki. And Vicki says, in the Bible, it seems like miracles happen right away. But when I pray, it takes a really long time, if ever, for things to happen. What am I doing wrong? I think that it's easy to read something and especially in the Bible and get inspired by it. Um, but I would be careful about beating yourself up <laughs> about why it's not happening fast enough. Sure. I mean, I think there's a couple of ways to think about this. Okay. I think the first way is to say, some things just take time. Your awareness of the situation, um, maybe it's not the best thing for you right now. Do you think you want it? And when you get it, it's not exactly what you want. Um, this is true. But I think the other side of it is that you have to get into the practice of acknowledging that miracles are happening around you constantly. And little things all all around you um, kind of support the idea that that you can have your miracles. It just may be that you have to start working that muscle a little bit more. Well, and I think that that's a, that's a healthy way to look at it. You're wanting, I'm not talking to you specifically, Vicky. People want, let, let me say it that way. People want the... Uh, three-hour marathon time, which is revolutionary. That's a big deal. But you don't start the marathon your first day. You work out, you practice, you build up to it. You get to the point where you can do a 5K without wanting to die. Mm -hmm. You know, you get there. Our heroes in the Bible are talked about as having times when they go away. They go into the wilderness. They do that kind of a thing. They work through it. 
Now, I do believe in instant demonstration. Absolutely. I do believe in that. But the thing, just as you said, Jen, I think that it's really important to understand that in this moment, right now, there are so many instant miracles happening that we might not notice. And at the risk of sounding sappy, the fact that you're breathing is a pretty amazing miracle. The fact that that the things that had to happen in order for you to be here on planet Earth right now is a thermodynamic miracle. You know, the fact that you walked across the street and you the drunk driver didn't come. You know, I don't want to go dark here, but think about it. There's a lot of things that could happen that don't. Every moment is a miracle. You got the job, the the relationship worked out, you got the phone number, the song on the radio just hit just right. I think that the cure for frustration in general is thanksgiving. So take a minute. Now, I really do believe that the time it takes for the miracle to happen is the time it takes us. Because God's already here, right? This is already done in God. When we say amen at the end of a prayer, we're saying it is done. In other words, God, I know you got this. Let it be got in me on earth as it is in heaven, so to speak. There's something there about what I need to work on is the time it takes me to expect and accept. But expectancy and acceptance are all wrapped up in thanksgiving. So, I would start by saying, maybe it's not about what I'm doing wrong, but maybe I need to focus on what parts of the miracle equation are working really well. Give yourself to those parts, and things will start to get uh, uh, more instantaneous. Things will start to be smoother, because the friction is the friction that we have in going, okay, God, are we there yet? God's already there. I love that. So you're going to have to let us know how this turns out, Vicki. Write us another, write us another, and, and, and let us know if, um, if that answers your question. Absolutely. And once again, there's lots of ways to write to us, so please do that. All right, it's time to check it out. And this is the part of the podcast where we tell you how to get in touch with us, where we're going to be at, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so the first thing that I want to mention at the top of this, as always, is go to waterandstonechurch.com. That is going to have all of your information. It's going to have the places that you can watch everything that we do, listen to everything that we do, um, get send a calendar a message, of everything yeah. that we do. You're going to be able to send prayer requests and messages. There's and maps and directions Absolutely. to almost everything. Everything yeah. that we do, how to find us, everything. That is the number one way to get all of the info that we're doing. I also want to mention that we do ongoing things throughout the week. And midweek stuff on Wednesday, we do a sunrise walk. And it's about an hour worth of your time. We meet at 7.20 in the morning on Wednesday mornings at North Shore Beach where the volleyball courts are. And there's You'll a, be able to see it. There's it's a no map. Deal. Yeah, if you there's go to the website, the website, there's a directions and all that good stuff. Absolutely. And we, um, we actually... Um, did a route this morning and I did it on 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 an app and so we'll be posting it to so you can a see a picture of the actual yeah route. so we, you can actually see where we go and if halfway. you miss us then you can find you can drive to another point on the route I suppose but what I want you to know is that if you're going to join us for the walk please drop us a line because like I always say the park's a big place and we wouldn't want to miss you and also on Wednesdays Wednesday evenings that is when Dieter releases his videos on YouTube. And right now you're in the midst of a really wonderful uh, series about prayer. It's called The Upper Room. And those are usually available about 7 to 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you, you will must. get notifications of when new videos are live whether you're watching me or whether you're watching Dieter ideally you should be watching us both because you're going to get yeah, awesome messages well no you're just going to get different <laughs> you're going to get good messages in different formats and I think sometimes messages come you know in in complex forms and simple forms so 
watch all of it. But anyway, so um, it is this week is going to be the uh, fifth installment of a series of seven. You'll want to go back. You'll want to uh, watch the entire playlist, get caught up, all that good stuff. So that's it for Wednesdays. Fridays, every Friday around noon, is when a new episode of This Day happens. You can cook up some tasty food, get a little bit of a spiritual message, and I am just having such a great time with that. Those videos are so good. They're so much fun. They're so empowering. I'm loving getting to watch what you do, Jenny. I, I think that it's so beautiful to feed people physically, spiritually, and in every other way, and you're doing that. Man, oh, man. Everybody listening needs to take a minute and go subscribe to the YouTube channel optimally, but at least watch one of those This Day videos. You can get them on the YouTube channel. And also, if you subscribe to the New Thought channel, you Google for New Thought channel, you can find out all about that. It's speakers from all over the place, all kinds of different levels of interest. And some of the speakers are like, you know, Sunday morning level kind of things, and some of the things are interviews. And then there's this amazing This Day show. All of it is great. You can get this day in in those ways as well as on YouTube. Watch an episode of it and you'll know what we're talking about. It's really, really great. Sundays, we have a sunset celebration every Sunday, a half hour before sunset. We meet at St. Pete Beach. Again, there's a map on the website. You'll be able to find us. And it has been gorgeous the sunsets have been so clear and just absolutely stunning lately but we all gather we applaud when the sun goes down it's a beautiful way to put one week to bed and get ready to start another one I have it has become a part of my routine and I, and, and the very few times that I don't get to go I really do miss it um, so come make it part of your your routine. Come build a you know family with us, tribe with us. I think that that's super important. Yeah, it's a tribe and moment it's, for it's sure. It's absolutely an important time to do. But I'm going to let you talk about what what's happening now. Okay, so the big deal. I mean, all of this is big deals. But the, at the core of Water and Stone Church life is our Sunday morning services. We call them our Sunday celebrations. That is every Sunday at 11 a.m. at Harbor Hall at the University of South Florida St. Petersburg campus. And you can go to the website, waterandstonechurch.com, for map and directions. Uh, it is 1003rd Street South. There you go. In St. Pete. St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. Once again, from now on, I get to say every Sunday at 11 o'clock. And this coming Sunday, um, hang, hang on, don't even put that because I don't know when people are going to hear this. I just want you to know that Every single Sunday service is designed to change something about the way that you see the world. It's designed to answer the question, what's in this for me? But more importantly, is this a good idea for God? And take that knowing and take it into the world and make a real difference. One way or the other, every single service we do is designed to to give you something to think about, something to talk about, something to change about. And we'll, we're always in the middle of some amazing series. We've got a great one coming up, and I'm really excited about February 4th is the beginning of a brand new series called Truer Than True, which is about the hero's journey and about being the hero of your story. So come be a hero with us on Sundays at 11 o'clock. And finally, we just want to let you know, if you'd like to be in the loop about what is happening on a regular basis at the church, the best way to do that is to text, I am ready, all one word, to 84576. That's 84576, I am ready. You'll get a text message once a week. You'll be able to be kept up to date about everything that we're doing. You can pick to choo- pick and choose if you want to be on the welcome team, or you want to help out with our youth, or you'd like to work out with the you'd like to work with the music or tech team. There's a bunch available. Do it today. Sign up so you can get those text messages. All right, Dieter, it's time to wrap it up. Find your tribe. Love them hard. I think that there's something really beautiful about that. It's a wonderful thing to have a personal connection with ultimate concern, with something bigger, with spiritual calling, with a big idea. That's awesome to find love, truth, and beauty in your heart. But it's only the beginning 
And it's the beginning of not even a journey. It's a conversation. It's a conversation with God, but it's a conversation with your life. It's a give and take. And in a good conversation, you're not just waiting for your turn to talk. Instead, you're absorbing and you're learning and you're sharing and together you're growing. You can't do that alone. Please engage on the love that you have in your heart. Engage in your life and find a tribe that speaks to you, that empowers you, and yes, that challenges you to go and do and be more. Sometimes people talk about high school as the best days of their lives. And remember what it was like when you were in high school? Maybe it didn't feel that way. We would do a lot of work with teenagers and they might uh, wonder about that assessment. But on the other hand, you were with a bunch of people trying to get through something together. We're trying to get through this life together. We're trying to grow together. Find that tribe and you're just beginning the best days. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the comfy orange couch. And the head honcho of Pinfeather Studios is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She makes these podcasts happen, and she's one half of the music that you hear. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. This podcast is solely supported by you. And you know what that means. It means three things specifically. Thing one, share. Find ways to share this podcast. If you're listening right now on a computer or mobile device, and if you're not, I don't even know how you got here, but there's ways to click a button and share it. Similarly, everything that we do, our blog posts, you got to check out the blog, by the way, our blog posts, our YouTube channel episodes, our website, every single thing, we make it as easy as possible to click a link and share it to your Facebook page or to like it or to retweet it or whatever it is. Please take a minute and do that. If you're listening to this podcast, it means it's making some kind of difference in your life. It can make a difference in your tribe too. Take a minute and share. Help us spread the word because we're really trying to help people. So help us help folks. Every single page of our website, waterandstonechurch.com, if you scroll down to the bottom, there's links to all of our social media, Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud and YouTube. Take a minute and go to our YouTube page and hit that subscribe button. That's a really big deal. Another way that you can help support this podcast is to write a review. Go to wherever you're listening to this, iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or Google Play, Alexa knows about us, all of that kind of stuff. Take a minute and click on that fifth star. You don't even have to write anything if you don't want to. We'd love for you to, but you don't have to. Just click that fifth star, and that sets the wheels in motion to promote this podcast to a larger audience. And finally, the third thing you can do to support this, last but not least, show up. Participate actively in what we're doing. Let us know how these things are working for you. Send us questions. Show up for our social events. Be a part of this tribe in whatever way makes sense to you. Be there on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. It's going to change everything for you, and it can start right away. We're so excited for you to be a part of our family. We'll see you there. Have a great week.